Welcome to the Saving Lives Podcast. I'm Eddie Joe. Today, we're going to nerd out a little bit about hemodynamics and fluid responsiveness. And we're going to talk about SVO2 as well as SCVO2 to guide resuscitation in patients who are in septic shock and in cardiogenic shock. And I'm sure you've heard these fancy terms before. You know, people with a lot of experience throwing around the terms like mixed venous blood gas, SCVO2, SVO2, and you're like, uh, which, which one's which? I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Well, you came to the right place. I'm going to explain to you what they are. Regardless of whether you're a nurse, respiratory therapist, med student, resident, or even a fellow, these terms may sometimes be quite confusing when everybody talks to them, talks about them. Everybody's like, uh, well, duh, you're, you're supposed to, you're supposed to know this, but if nobody teaches you, you're never going to learn. So here you are and you're going to learn. One thing I have to say though, is that some people might learn this a little bit better on, in a visual form as I kind of draw this out on my YouTube channel. So if you're more of a visual learner, finish listening to this and then go check out this, uh, this explanation over there just to fill in some possible gaps. If you're confused about SVO2 versus SCVO2, it all comes down to the catheter type and where you get the blood from. You're here today because you don't know this, or perhaps you don't know that you don't know this, or even perhaps you need a refresher on this. And I'm not going to get, I'm not going to go very, very deep into the complexities of venous oxygen levels, as that could honestly be a complete chapter in a textbook. But feel free to reach out to me and I'll try my best to answer the questions. Let's start off with the SVO2. The meaning of SVO2 is venous oxygen saturation. This is taken from a Swan-Gans catheter, which is also called a PA or pulmonary artery catheter. If the patient doesn't have a pulmonary artery catheter, you're not obtaining an SVO2. People also like to call this the mixed venous oxygen saturation. Ultimately, this is a combination of the venous blood from both the SVC as well as the IVC. And to clarify, the SVC is the superior vena cava and the IVC is the inferior vena cava. This, this differentiation is important for reasons that you're about to learn. Now that I've covered the basics of SVO2, let's move on to SCVO2. And the meaning of SCVO2 is central venous oxygen saturation. This value, or this lab, is usually taken from a central line that terminates at the superior vena cava or right atrium. That central line could be placed in the IJ, being the internal jugular, subclavian, or even axillary vein. It's really easy to confuse the two, honestly, because, I mean, I even myself thought that SCVO2 was the one that was in the pulmonary artery because it's more central. But if you think about SCVO2, meaning the C is the central line, then hopefully this will clarify the confusion moving forward. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
The next statement I'm about to make is not completely free of controversy, but it is about the correlation between the SCVO2 and the SVO2. And the reason why it's not without controversy is because different references give different uh, give different values and different reference ranges, and none of them <laughs> none of them is uh, 100% correct. At least at least is my my opinion. But ultimately, this is where I go ahead and I divert you over to the reference notes where you can see the citations where I got this information from. Because obviously, I didn't make it on myself. I don't make anything on myself. But generally speaking, the SCVO2 is 5 to 6% higher and sometimes more than the SVO2 as blood that comes from the brain and upper extremities generally consume less oxygen than organs, than the general organs and the lower extremities. And this is more pronounced in shock states. So this is where some data shows the exact opposite. And I have some colleagues who I greatly, greatly respect who also think that uh, this is the opposite. And then the reason why the SCVO2 would be higher than the SVO2 is because that blood that's, that's measured in the, that oxygen that's measured in the pulmonary artery contains both blood, as I mentioned before, from the SVC and the IVC. So it should bring the value down. The next factor I'm going to address is the normal values for SVO2 as well as normal SCVO2. And generally speaking, they're both about over 70%. Remember that these values are dependent on two main components. Number one being oxygen delivery, which is DO2, and oxygen consumption, which is VO2. The normal range, as I mentioned, is between 70 to 75%. And this, this comes with many caveats, caveats guys, as, as many patients are different. Uh, the underlying pathologies for which you're checking this in the intensive care unit could lead to derangements in the value. And sometimes we just have to accept a lower value than this, a lower number, and figure that the patient just lives there. And that's, that's just who they are. Again, trying to make people... Uh, Euboxic, so to speak, meaning that you're going to target a SCVO2 or SVO2 of 70 to 75% on everybody is not, is not the smartest way to go. So then what causes a decreased SCVO2 and decreased SVO2? Well, when you consider oxygen delivery, you need to think about the actual concentration of oxygen in the blood, the PaO2. You also need to think about what transports blood, being the hemoglobin. And lastly, you need to think about the cardiac output, which is what makes the blood circulate around the body. An issue in any of these will cause a drop in the SCVO2 or SVO2. Then when you look at the consumption, you know, the VO2, the consumption of oxygen in the tissues, you can potentially think through these as you're managing your patient. Are they shivering? Are they in pain? Do they have hyperthermia? Are they under stress? Do they have an increased work of breathing? All these could increase your VO2, in other words, your oxygen consumption, and could lead to a decrease in your SVO2 or SCVO2. You need to think about everything that might be messing with your numbers before you interpret them. So let's finish this podcast up. How do we go about monitoring SCVO2 and SVO2? Well, one of the things you could do is just have your respiratory therapist or nurse colleague go ahead and draw it off the line. And sometimes people call this the mixed venous blood gas when it's from the PA catheter. Or, you know, there's certain connections and cables and whatnot that 
To be honest, I don't know how to hook up or personally place or personally calibrate that the nurses know how to do, and they can make the numbers show up on the monitor or on the swan box. And then you could trend these numbers in ways that you find helpful to better take care of your patient. So let's go ahead and sum up everything once and for all, just to let it stick in your brain a bit. SVO2, that's the one that you get from the pulmonary artery catheter. SCVO2 is the one you get out of the central line. Just think SCVO2, SC, C for central line. Even though that's not really like that, at least I don't think it's like that. If you think about it like that, it'll make your life a lot easier. With regards to the correlation between the SCVO2 and SVO2, my opinion is that the SCVO2 is generally higher, but there is some information out there that says that it could be lower. So your market may vary. A normal SCVO2 and SVO2 depends on the person, really. The normal range is you want it to be greater than 70%, but more than more important than anything else, you need to consider what could be causing it to be low, okay? And it has to do with delivery and consumption. When it comes to delivery, think about three things. Think about the blood, think about the oxygen going into the blood, and the cardiac output, which goes ahead and mobilizes the blood through the body. When you think about consumption, think about things that you could potentially even see on the patient. Are they shivering? Are they in pain? Do they have hyperthermia? Increased work of breathing? All these could increase the O2 consumption and lead to a decrease in your SCVO2 or SVO2. Hope you all got something out of this podcast. Again, there's a video on YouTube that you can check the show notes um, where it's all linked together. I have a YouTube channel, by the way, if you all didn't know that. (laughs) And uh, that's about it for today's podcast. Hope you all have a great day. Thanks. Bye.